UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans, since 1999. Hey, everybody, and welcome to That's What She Said Sports. I'm your host, Nicole Monique, and I'm just you guys. I've been talking to you a little bit. I know I've been off the air. It's been kind of a crazy time, but so glad to be back. And uh, we actually have a new format. We're going to be rolling out a new show. We're doing 30 minutes. We're always going to have a special guest. We'll talk about the latest in sports news. So really excited um, about coming back to you all and my first guest that's coming up. Um, real quick, I want to let you know we're kind of all over. Uh, something else exciting about the show, we're going to be um, on different platforms. You can find us a little bit everywhere um, on Back Sports page, on the All In Sports Talk Network. You'll be able to find us on TSPN in Toronto. So welcome to our Toronto fans. Um, you'll also be able to find, as usual, on my website, TWSSports.com. And then look out for us on Twitter and Facebook as well. So thank you all who are hosting That's What She Said Sports. Really appreciate it. And, again, really appreciate all you who are tuning in and look for the show and reach out to me on social media and let me know how much you like it. I really appreciate it as well. So this show today is all about, we're going to be talking about Michigan football. Uh, obviously, for those who follow my show for a while, you know, I'm from Michigan and a big Michigan fan. My dad went there. Um, and we're going to be talking about some college football and the new college football rankings and all that fun stuff. Um, so let's go ahead and introduce our first guest tonight. Um, Bill Callahan is the publisher of umgoblue.com. By fans, for fans, established in 1999 to cover Michigan Wolverines athletics. And again, it's umgoblue.com. He's a friend of the show. We've had him on before. Excited to have him back on again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Callahan. Hello, hey, Nicole. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm good, I'm good. All right, so we got to dive right into it. You know I was thinking about you um, right after the Iowa game, um, which, let's just say, I was hot. Uh, but we got we to gotta bring it back up because I need to know from you, what the hell happened? <laughs> How can we lose Iowa 13-14? And, and I do want to put it out there because I, I felt like I should have egged on the Clemson fans. I was kind of talking mess with them on Twitter. And, of course, when they lost, and then we, and we lost, I was like, oh, crap, maybe maybe I changed us. But I want to get your take off the bat. So what happened to this year in Iowa? Well, you know, it's like this. Jim Harbaugh preaches every week that every week is a championship game and that they don't pay attention to who they're playing. They don't pay attention to where they're playing. Every game is for a championship. Mm-hmm. And I think Iowa took him up on that challenge. Um Obviously, Iowa has struggled this year. Um, You know, the really frustrating thing for me in watching that game is that it brought back horrible memories of the Brady Hoke era where Michigan struggled on the road, Michigan struggled on offense, Michigan didn't tackle real well, and, you know, you look at it, and, and listen, these are college athletes And they are not going to bring their best every week. As much as people want this this to be a video game and and them play up to their levels every week in and week out, that didn't happen. And, you know, the the really scary thing is you saw a couple weeks back that they stumbled in the second half against Michigan State on the road. Again, another team that's not great. And they kind of came out and stumbled again in the second half. So what happened? I think yeah, and, and 
I think we're all scratching our head here. I mean, it, it, it's it's frustrating. It, it's you know, I I was kind of surprised because Coach Harbaugh this week in his, in his press conference was kind of kind of business as usual, and I, I'm surprised. I think that everyone expected not only a victory but a, but a pretty comfortable victory, and uh, that isn't what happened. Um, you know, yeah. We saw Wilton Spade uh, really struggle. Uh, you know, had an inability to kind of hit receivers. And you know, the the weird thing is, so Harbaugh likes to do this revolving uh, revolving attack of, of running backs. All right, and and mm-hmm. it's it's great when they're all hitting, but his running back of choice is really Devion Smith. And not so much that he's the fastest guy, but he's the best pass blocker. So when he's in the game, you kind of expect them to pass. Well, they only passed a few times in the second half, and yet Devion was in there, and he wasn't going anywhere. So I, I think a lot of us were scratching our heads, kind of wondering, uh, you know, what exactly was happening. And then the most egregious thing was, you know, speaking of, of errors going back to the Brady Hoke era, on the game-winning field goal, uh, Michigan lines up and has 10 players on the field. They call a timeout. They come out with 10 players on the field again. So you kind of scratch your head and go, gosh, guys, this is, a, you know, Keystone Tops out there. Right, right. Well, yeah, you, you know, two things. I guess what had me worried. I mean, throughout the game, I was just I was just upset that we kept that Iowa, you know, was still in the game. But like you said, the fact they were on the road, and I think the thing that, freaking out is, you know, we got Ohio State in two weeks. We don't need to be looking like this. And and that's the thing that, that worried me, you know, as far as, because we had some momentum of beating State, Michigan State, and now I feel like Ohio State's like, same old Michigan. You know what I mean? And then you got State, broken collarbone. It's like, okay, guys, it's too late to see the first be falling apart. We, we, we can't afford this. We can't afford this. Um, you know, we played Indiana. Um, next weekend, are, are you worried at all about Indiana? Well, here's the deal. Um, it sure seems like Wilton Spate isn't going to be playing. Um, uh, Coach right. Harbaugh is doing his best to dodge and, and bob and weave around it. I mean, you, you got to remember that this is the guy who stopped putting out depth charts, and then when people complained, they put out a blank depth chart. So... It is not unusual for him to hold back information on who's going to be playing, who's going to be hurt. Okay, he, he's shown that. Now, I'll right. tell you, this is going to be an odd situation. I mean, it has come out in various outlets that Spate has a broken collarbone. You know, we always talk about the difference between being hurt and injured, and that's injured. That is, you're, you know, there's a good chance that maybe he would be back by a, a late ball game. But even right, that would be right. questionable. So the thing is, with, with Harbaugh playing it very, very uh, elusive and... and coy. Well, yeah, coy is it. You, you kind of wonder, you know, if, if for some reason it is true that he does have a broken collarbone, then you're heading into a game with Indiana that... You know, an Indiana team that is that is is has shown that it can score points. Um, you have a an offense on the Michigan side that has shown that it can score points when Spade has been in there. So 
you know, you have John O'Corn, you have Shane Morris, uh, and am I worried about Indiana? Uh, with Walton Spade, I'm not worried at all. Um, with quarterback to be named later, uh, I think that Indiana is, uh, it, it likes their chances a heck of a lot more than they liked their chances uh, a few days ago. Well, let me ask you, who is the backup to Spade? It is going to be John O'Corn. And and that is and now okay. the, the funny thing about that is that heading into the season, I and many others really thought that John O'Corn was going to be the guy, and and the main reason being right. is that he had a, a really nice career before he transferred into Michigan, and he not only has a very good arm but he also brings more of a running element, which we kind of look back okay. at Harbaugh's history in quarterbacks and thought that that would be kind of the defining, you know, the difference. Now, out of camp, Wilton Spade... So where did he come from, Phil? Where, where, did, where, where did John come from? He came from Houston, and he was one of those guys who was a graduate transfer. Um, he, had a, he had a pretty okay. decent career, and, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where Michigan has really become a mecca for quarterbacks who want to polish up their NFL credentials. And I think John O'Corn is a guy who saw Harbaugh coming in, saw an opportunity to take advantage of the transfer rule, and uh, we, we really expected, I'll say I really expected him to kind of separate himself, um, and, and, and it didn't happen. So here's a guy who has, has played relatively well in, in limited action. Um, you know, he's... He's 13 for 18. He's played in eight games, but not like this. So, you know, here we have, you know, the, the final home game of the season for Michigan. Um, you know, want to send the seniors out with a win. But more importantly, you, if John O'Corn is the guy and Wilton Spate is out, he's got to shake off the rust and get ready for the Buckeyes. And, 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 you know, from Ohio State's perspective, I mean, remember that they won a national championship with their third-string quarterback a few years ago. There, there's no sympathy on their part. And, frankly, you know, one of the things we always say here in Ann Arbor is, is the expectation is for the position, not the player. So this is one of those times mm-hmm. where O'Corn's got to plug in and go. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be interesting. Like I said, I just, I, I was just sick <laughs> at the end of the Iowa game. Obviously, I've been hearing it from a lot of uh, people out there who are still more TV and this and the other, and I'm just like, I, I, we need Indiana to at least go to Ohio State and not feel so bad. But I wish, um, how about we just come out and just tell everybody, you know, either yes or no and stay. But I'm going to you, it'd be different if he had a sprained ankle. But all I've been reading is to go to Calabrone. That's not even something that he can even, I don't think there's not that much sense in the world for him to start on Saturday. It's just, it ain't going to happen. So, yeah, I think people and, just need to, and you know, to stop worrying about that. The other thing that was interesting about it is Harbaugh came out in the press conference and just said, you know what, we don't talk about that. that you know, that's how we do it around here. Well, then we had some players come out. And and they didn't come out and say that Spate wasn't going to be there, but they sure implied right. hard. I mean, you know, they, they were really talking about, well, uh, you know, and then even Harbaugh said that the backup quarterbacks are, are going to be getting all of the snaps the next couple of days. So, you know, uh, let's, let's go into Harbaugh land for a second. Let's just say that Spate right. was only banged up 
as as uh, his roommate Jake Butt has gone on the radio and said, "Oh, he's he's just banged up," and and you don't know if he's covering, you know, giving the team cover story or what. But let's say that Spade is just banged up. Really, you shouldn't need him to beat Indiana. And if you are gearing up to put your best foot forward and your best team on the field versus Ohio State, maybe he would he would sit anyway. Now, Harbaugh has made it very clear that there have been other times where Spade has been a little banged up, a little banged up. And he would send him out there and he would say, listen, he needs to be the leader on the team. He needs to show his team that he's going to tough it out in adversity. So you kind of have both sides here, and you know we don't have enough experience watching Harbaugh um, to, to really to read the tea leaves. But again, there's there's tons of reports out there that it that it is an injury, not a not an owie, not a hurt, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see when the team comes out for warmups if Spade is dressed. And, you know, if he's even on the sideline, I mean, you know, if, if you have a broken right. collarbone, it, it may behoove him to not be there. Uh, you know, to, you don't want to get, you know, banged into by somebody and possibly injure it worse. So, you know, I know that the, uh, the, the, the practice watchers and the spies are all over campus right now trying to catch a, 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 a <laughs> glimpse of, of Spate running around in a, in a sling. And, and, you know. Right. One of the things that Harbaugh instituted when he returned is they used to call the football building Fort Schembechler, that basically, you know, no information got out, everything was a state secret, and and that's kind of where we are again, and we're all kind of waiting to see. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, Phil, the new college football rankings came out. Um, obviously, this past Saturday, you know, we had teams two, three, and four, Clemson, Michigan, and Washington, all lost. With that, the new rankings have come out. Alabama securing their top spot. Ohio State is now number two. There were five last week. Clemson, which was number two, is now three. Michigan um, still safe as far as at number four. There were three last week. Um, first question for you: Last week between Clemson. Um, Michigan and Washington, out of all the losses, which one surprised you the most? Let's say, let's take Michigan out of the equation. Which loss surprised you the most, Clemson or Washington? You know, I think Clemson did because I, I have mm-hmm. watched a lot of Clemson, and perhaps it's because uh, maybe I just don't take Washington seriously yet, uh, just because they, you know, right. they've been a program right. that's been on the decline for a while. But I really thought Clemson had it. And, you know, again, you look at how they lost, and, and again, not a, not a, sh- a, a shocking loss, but not like they were blown out or anything. And, you know, Pittsburgh right. is a team that, that you could say is on the rise. But I was still surprised because I, I really thought Clemson was, was rolling to be um, uh, a team that, that would be a worthy adversary for Alabama, and they still are. But but to kind of have that loss the way it happened was was pretty shocking, um, and, and you know the amazing thing that I, I love it just shows how great college football is is that you know who thought right. heading into last weekend that we were going to have all these undefeated teams go down? Um, I certainly never thought Michigan was going to go down that way. Um, and uh, no no and and you know it's interesting about that too is you know leading up to the weekend. 
you know, he had all the different media outlets, and everybody's kind of saying, hey, which undefeated team is going to be the first to crash? I don't think anybody could have went to Vegas and vetted that it did the two, number two, three, and four would be, you know, would have been all of them. I mean, I don't think anybody had that on their radar. Are you surprised Ohio State is now two over Michigan? You know, or I, is it, or is it Michigan losing to a team like Iowa? Hurt them. I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was a little, I was a little surprised by that. Well, I think we there's a couple things that we need to look at. You need, to, you know, on one hand, okay. you look at Michigan stopped Penn State, okay? And I will tell you, the team that is the most surprising to me is Penn State's resurgence, okay? That a team yeah. that, that yeah. came into Michigan Stadium. And, you know, I, I like to say beaten like a rented mule, just just did not did not show up. And not only have they shown up lately, they beat Ohio State. And when you look at the, the losses, on one hand, that Ohio State loss to Penn State looked really bad when it happened. But now it doesn't look so bad. And I'll tell you, that, like, I, you know, following Michigan, the Iowa loss is a stinker. It's really, and, and again, Michigan had a chance to win that game. Um, so I look at that and I go, well, Iowa, I, I don't see Iowa going anywhere. Um, Penn State is actually, amazingly, um, you know, in a position to squeak into the Big Ten Championship game possibly. And I, I think that's the, right. the funny right. thing is that in this, everybody wants to talk about Michigan, Ohio State. And, and technically, possibly, okay, if things go, there is a way that Penn State can can slip right by Michigan and, and Ohio State. So it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I look at that and I say, here we have Michigan and Ohio State are going to fight it out, and they are going to eliminate one or the other. And Ohio State right. is in this unique position where, if they lose to Michigan, okay, Penn State could possibly go to the Big Ten Championship. And if they, if they, uh, you know, if the circumstances are different, Michigan could go to the Big Ten Championship. So both Michigan and Penn State so, Phil, need to keep it, it going, um, but it, it's kind of a weird so, situation. So let me ask you. So let me ask you, because you kind of you kind of touched on something, and I know everybody else has said this, especially with the, with the it now, the new playoff system. Is it better to lose early in the season? Because it seems like, like you said, so Ohio State, Penn State, everybody's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it happened, but it happened early enough to where this Michigan loss, this late in the season, is kind of like, oh, like would it have been better if Michigan would have lost to Ohio or Iowa? Let's say, I don't know, week two or week three, would that have made a difference, you think? I think it does. And really, I think there's two things to look at. It's, you know, it, it, it's when you lose and who you lose to, okay? Because, again, mm -hmm. yeah, that Penn State loss, you know, Penn State beat Ohio State, and it was a couple weeks ago. But at the time, boy, it looked bad. It looked bad. Now Penn State looks like a pretty good team. Iowa, you know, Michigan has the <laughs> Michigan has the double, you know, the double penalty here of losing late and losing to an to a to a Iowa team that has really not been very good. I mean, you know, it, it's funny right. because you know they announced that new contract um, 
for for Kirk Ferentz, and then they, they lose to North Dakota State, right? And then they lost to Northwestern, which really isn't a super bad loss, but again, Northwestern isn't having a banner year. Um, they lost to Wisconsin, which was respectable. But then they got blown out by Penn State, and again, that's kind of that, that teeter-totter. Penn State kind of looks like a good team right now, and, and Iowa is, right. is is kind of up and down. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, this is a team, okay, Iowa only beat Rutgers 14-7, to okay? And, and this is a Rutgers team that, again, to use my phrase, is getting beaten like a rented mule, game, game in and game out in the Big Ten. Right. So, so again, right. Iowa just, uh, you know, and then you got that, that stinker North Dakota State loss. So you look at this and you just go, you know, uh, uh, Iowa, it, it's, so again, Michigan lost late and they lost to not a great team. I, I don't think there's a lot of respect for, for Iowa right now. So, what Michigan needs to do, and, and this isn't good news, is from a Michigan perspective, they still control their own destiny. Okay, um, right. no, no matter who is under center, if they come out and beat Indiana, and they come out and beat Ohio State, and they go to the Big Ten championship, and they and they win the Big Ten championship, they will be in the playoffs. There's, there's, that's just how it's going to play out. So really, um, you know, you talk about how losses factor into into uh, the college playoff rankings. And, and I have been a firm believer, and, and I, I will argue this to the cows come home, that if you win your, if you're in a, in, in, a, in a power conference and you win your championship, you should be in the college football playoff. To me, that means that what happens in the non-conference season, I don't care, okay? I would love to see that be the case where if you win your conference, you go, and I would love to see uh, Michigan, Ohio State play some really tough games in the non-conference, knowing that they won't be necessarily penalized, knowing that those games could only prepare them for for their conference. Um, you know, as as it is now, we have the voting, and you know, I, I think voting, you know, as we've seen in the last week, voting isn't necessarily the best way to to get things done. Um, and there's definitely no place yeah. for it in, in college yeah. football. So I'm hoping that we're in a transition. So let, me, let me ask you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, can Michigan today, can Michigan beat Alabama? Uh, you know what? Not knowing what the quarterback situation is. Well, uh, <laughs> you know what? If, if you give me Wilton Spate, okay, uh, a healthy Wilton Spate, I'd say that's a game. Now, uh, Okay. Would I would I put my house mortgage on it? No, but but all you want is I mean I I think about when Michigan played Alabama you know in the Brady Hoke era, and you had one of the most amazing athletes in Michigan history you know Denard Robinson, and they got they got blown off the field. Okay, I look at right. where we're right. at now, and how much better Michigan's starting twenty two are compared to then. And, man, I'd like to see that game. The big question mark is that we don't know where Michigan is quarterback-wise. Now, if Spade is out and Michigan has goes on a run here and has three games to get John O'Corn ready, I still like our chances against Alabama. But right now, right. you know, we're kind of at that uh, the derivative. I don't know where our slope is right now. I mean, this is bad. Uh, you know, just, just, you know, even if Spade is okay, 
you know, I, I, I thought, as an observer, I thought he might have got banged up against Michigan State in the second half. All right, I, that was kind of my thought when Michigan stumbled. You know, they kind of they kind of uh, ramp ramp back the offense a little bit, and then Spate came out the next week and he's he's lighting the world on fire again. There's no doubt he is injured, hurt, something going on. So you know, would I want to line up against Alabama tomorrow? No, I, I'd like a week or two to practice before that, please. Uh, so, right. you know, I, again, can Michigan be good enough to 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 beat Alabama? Uh, sure, you, you know, there's there's at least at least you know for that to happen, there is at least three games that Michigan has a chance to play and 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 improve their offense. So yeah, if they win the next three games, absolutely, I would love to see that game. Um, right now, that's a so, real tough, a real tough, uh, uh, you know, thing to say. So, how good does it look to have Michigan and Ohio State? Lord knows, I'm far and will never be Ohio State fan. But I like the fact that we have two Big Ten schools in the top four. Can we officially say now, because people have kind of been dragging their feet on it, that the Big Ten is back? I mean, I feel like we, we earned that much. We earned that much. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I think the I think the Big Ten's definitely back, and you know what's interesting is not only do you have it on the field, but you have the attention off the field. I mean, look at mm-hmm. look at what you have. You have Coach Harbaugh, who is, who makes news everywhere he goes. Okay, you're talking about yeah, pretty a, much, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about a guy who really has crossed over into a level of celebrity that very few coaches at the college level achieve. Okay. So Illinois has to get a new coach. They bring in Lovey Smith, who's a former NFL coach who coached in the Super Bowl. You have right. Urban Meyer. Right. Uh, so when you start looking at the the talent that, and attention that the Big Ten is bringing, I mean, there there are rumors all over the place that that Les Miles may end up in the Big Ten. And the funny thing is, the rumor going around. Uh, before Penn State surged, was that Penn State backers would have really liked Les Miles. Well, now James Franklin has, has gone wow. out of chair and kind of solidified his position, and, and I think he's a good coach. Right. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, there, I like Franklin a lot. There are rumors that Les Miles might end up in Purdue, and, you know, gosh, I don't think I'd wish the Purdue, the Purdue job on anyone, but if anybody can bring Purdue back... Uh, Les Miles might be able to do it. So you start looking yeah. at not yeah. only the talent on the field that's being attracted to the Big Ten, but the but the celebrity and the attention. I mean, for 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 a program like Illinois to bring in Lovey Smith, I mean, again, it, it's yeah. it's it, it it really says something to the quality. And listen, the SEC has always had sizzle. Okay, I mean, they have owned college football for the last ten or fifteen years, but the Big Ten right. is definitely equal, and I think you can make a case that the Big Ten is is a touch ahead. Now, they need to beat someone needs to beat Alabama because right now the champion, Hello. the champion and, and still yeah. king is Alabama. You got to give them the due, and and, and I'll tell you, it, 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 it is what it is. The champ is the champ until he's not, and and you know you can, yeah. you can whine about it all you want, but Alabama is still it now. We can make arguments about you know second, third, fourth tier SEC if they're if they're as good as as the Big Ten's counterparts, but right now the champions Alabama 
And the Big Ten's got a, you know, Ohio State was able to, to win the championship a few seasons back. Um, now right. uh, Michigan or, or, or Ohio State again needs to go in and, and, and you know, wallop Alabama again to, to really uh, put an emphasis on what is the most dominant conference. Well, I think this is a, I think that's the best place to end, and you said it best. Phil, remind everybody uh, where they can find you and follow you. All right. You can follow me on the web at umgoblue.com. That is uh, where all of our web content is. Um, you can subscribe to, uh, to our podcast on iTunes. Search umgoblue.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, P. Callahan. And uh, I look forward to uh, any questions that your listeners may have. Well, Phil, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely be talking over the next few weeks, especially when we find out exactly what playoff game or where we end up um, in the playoffs. So always a pleasure. Phil Callahan, thank you so much. And uh, have a good one, Phil. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll be tweeting you after the Ohio State game. Have a great Thanksgiving. Excellent. You too. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.